1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco, all proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, Zero Nicotine, Zero Tobacco, 100% Ritual. Thanks for listening to the H.E.R.D. podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR.
3: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we
2: go. It's hour two. It's a Tuesday. Live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be watching or listening, whatever device, thanks for making us part of your day. Nick Wright in five minutes, Herd Hierarchy in a second. So I've been saying this all year in the NFL. There are no great teams. There's just one great roster, the Niners. But there's no great teams. Yeah, if you put a great quarterback on the Niners, that's a great team. We have one great roster. The rest of the league is situational. Except San Francisco. That's what I said. And then last night I said, no, it's situational for them too. It is I think, the difference in this league between the third best team and the tenth best team is situational. Who'd you play the week before? Who you playing next week? Who won the turnover battle? It's all inches, not feet. I, I think the difference between the four... Dallas plays Detroit this week. I mean, really? That we, we, I mean, you're going to tell me one's 10 and one's three? How about one's maybe six and one maybe is five? I think the whole league is situational. This is not like the NBA where the Celtics and the Nuggets starting fives are absolutely better than everybody. It's not tennis when a Serena or a, 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 the Joker can dominate for years. You know it going in. We have one great roster. And I don't think we have a great team, though Baltimore looked like it last night. So here is my herd hierarchy, one of the more difficult ones of the year. I don't know how I've been winning bets, because it's a hard league week to week to figure out. Here we go.
3: Herd hierarchy.
2: Time is now. Let's go.
3: The top 10 NFL teams according to college. Number 10.
2: I think Cleveland's weird. I said this last week, and Joe Flacco took over, and they're 3-1. and one. I think it's a great story. I don't think it's a great team. Uh, but Flacco's an adult. He throws the ball down the field, and the bottom line is opposing quarterbacks this year have a passer rating of 71.6 against Cleveland. So they muddy it up and ugly it up. It's a fun story with Flacco. I don't think they're going to do anything in the postseason with Flacco. So I'm going to keep him where I had him last week at 10. Number nine. Listen, Kansas City is, they got a problem. They're bad at wide receiver. By the way, they lead the AFC in offensive penalties. They look disorganized. And that's with Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. They're just not good there. And they're not good at tackle. Mahomes, I don't want to hear he's not seeing the field. He sees the field fine. He's not comfortable. They're trying to duct tape some of their issues. They're averaging only 21 points a game. So Again, I think they're going to win out. I think they're going to end up 11-6 and and be fine with a shot to get in the AFC Championship. But they remind me of that Cincinnati team that, by the way, got to the Super Bowl that had a horrible offensive line, and they got some narrow wins down the stretch and in the playoffs. I think Kansas City can do that. But right now, that wide receiving group is a mess, and the O-line isn't great. Nine for Kansas City. Number eight. If you'd have told me before the season I had the Rams over Kansas City, oh wait, I told you the Rams reminded me of an older Kansas City. I said that in preseason. Stafford's an absolute heater. The O-line is healthy. Kyron Williams only trails Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey in yards per game. Running the football, not turning it over, great coach. Stafford, they got Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. They're, They're really playing well at tackle. They're doing a lot of things Kansas City isn't, right? Like good at tackle, quarterbacks on a heater, not many drops, rookies delivering. They're a real team, Rams at eight. Number seven. These are not standings. I still have Miami about seven. Oh, great. They finally beat a winning team at home. Well, they're good at home. You get that funky Miami weather, and it's raining. I will say this. Without Tyron Smith at left tackle for Dallas, Bradley Chubb looked like LT. He wouldn't if they met again. Dallas would beat him on a neutral field. They'd beat him in Dallas. And I think it's still a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 23 years that I don't trust. I do love their coach and some offensive pieces, but I've got him at seven. Number six. And I still think Dallas is better. These are not standings. Dallas didn't have their Hall of Fame left tackle, and I said that going into the game. If he doesn't play, it's not the same offense. Bottom line is Dallas has three wins against winning teams. There was some funky officiating in this game. I don't even know what to say about that Micah Parsons penalty. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Micah Parsons is 6'2", 230, running full speed, can't make a full stop in half a second, and you penalize him. But I don't want to blame officials. Mike McCarthy promised us a more physical run team. That's not what we have. Dallas at six. Number five. I like Philadelphia. Once again, their offensive line in the fourth quarter, three drives, dominated. The team's going to be fine. Last year, they finished 14-3 and against a bunch of yucky quarterbacks. This year, they're going to finish 13-4 and against much better quarterbacks. I like them. They're not perfect. I think they're trying to figure out their way offensively, but I like their receivers, their O-line capable running backs Jalen Hurts is a leader offensive coach they're not good in the back end and you can beat them on the back end and everybody's beating them on the back end but they're gonna finish 13 and 4 I like Philadelphia at five number four they won't be here next week but I got to give Detroit credit here's an amazing stat Detroit has four different players four different players with eight plus touchdowns they nailed the draft Jameer Gibbs, Laporta, Amaron, St. Brown, dominating offensive line. Again, I think they lose to Dallas this upcoming week. But Jared Goff, when he doesn't turn it over, they are 7-0. They can, I love this about him, they can play with a lead without O-line. They can play from behind. I like teams that can play multiple ways. The Lions can play trailing. They can win when they play poorly. They can win playing great. Do I worry about them on the road? Yeah, I don't think I'd take them against Philadelphia in January, but I'd take them at Tampa. I'd take them at home. I'd take them against Dallas. I'd take him at SoFi, although they wouldn't have to play there. They'd play the Rams at home. I like the Lions at four. I don't say it with a great deal of confidence knowing their history, but I have them at four. Number three. The Bills. People are not paying attention. Josh Allen is the least sack quarterback in the league. This is their best O-line. James Cook. First Bills player with a thousand rushing yards in five years. For years, I've been saying they're too Josh Allen reliant. Finally, they're not, so I have to be true with them. Their O line's playing well, their run game's legitimate. This is the Bills team that is not completely beholden to Superman making nine plays a game. He needs to make about two. I like this version of Buffalo a lot. We've seen in recent years, teams catch fire. The Tampa Bay team did. The Rams team did. Teams catch fire. Week 12, 13, 14, they get the O-line right. They finally get the run game right. I think the Bills are the team this year. Number two. San Francisco, listen. Brock Purdy's not good enough to overcome turnovers. I still think it's the best roster in the sport. It's just that their hole, unlike like the Chiefs receiver hole or maybe the Eagles secondary hole, their hole is the quarterback when he's trailing. When Brock Purdy trails in the second half, he's got a passer raising in the mid-60s. That's just who he is. I still think the roster's unbelievable. Number one. uh, Baltimore. I've been high on them all year. I had them one for about an hour. They lost a game. I think the physicality, Lamar Jackson. You know what cracks me up about Lamar Jackson? All this Tua MVP, Dak MVP, Purdy MVP. Do you think those guys would face the Niners in Santa Clara and easily be the best player and athlete on the field? Lamar's unbelievable. Physicality. They don't have their star tight end. They have a rookie receiver who had the drops. They're on their third string running back. I think their culture, their coach, their defense, their quarterback, their toughness, Baltimore number one. So, as I said, to start this, it is one of the stranger uh, herd hierarchies. I am much higher on Buffalo because I think they are what I've been waiting for for years, formidable O-line, not Josh Allen dependent. I know y'all love Miami. It's their first win against a winning team. In a game in which officiating was not great, not using it as an excuse, I do think without Tyron Smith, their defensive line looked like they were world beaters. Vic Fangio gets credit for that. But I'm buying the bills. I still think they beat Miami. Why? Because every time they face Miami, Josh Allen goes off. With that, Nick Wright joins us. I acknowledge... It's a weird herd hierarchy. I don't. You're out of your mind. Well, I, I, I don't. You're think out of your that, mind. Okay, go ahead. Out of my mind. Go ahead.
4: The, all right, listen, I, I'm not, and I'm not arguing with you about the Chiefs. The Chiefs deserve to be. They're lucky to be in the top ten after that performance offensively. So am I'm, I'm not here to argue with you about the Chiefs. We'll see if they can fix it come the postseason. But your Eagles and Bills faith <laughs> is baffling, Colin. I understand it was a holiday weekend. But did you miss the game Buffalo played this weekend? <laughs> they needed a field goal at the gun to avoid losing to Easton, Easton Stick, pardon me, and Gift Smith. They were 14-point favorites trailing yeah. with a minute left. That team you think is peaking right now? That team is peaking that Buffalo Bills team, they just played terribly on Saturday against a team that had just fired its coach and whose quarterback, who's the one redeeming quality about the team, everyone says, wasn't playing. Why did the Bills earn more of your trust?
2: than we can do the Eagles. Okay, the reason is, is because despite that, off a huge win, uh, they won. And it's a situational league. And you see these Raiders did it yesterday. Backup quarterback, can't complete a pass, interim coach. Week to week, you don't know what's coming out of that locker room. The Raiders look like a Super Bowl team. The Chargers played their butt off. It's situational. Bills had come off a big win. The world loves them. They traveled 3,000 miles, played like crud, and they won. And in this this league, Uh that means something to me. Okay. So that's,
4: listen, I, I agreed to a degree with that. I think three is a touch rich now to Philadelphia, which I guess you can make a similar argument. They found a way to win. Colin, Philadelphia has looked bad for a month. They uh, Again, another double-digit favorite whose game comes down to the wire. They can't stop anyone through the air. Their quarterback is not healthy and is not playing great. And everyone on the team keeps telling you something's (laughs) wrong. Sirianni (laughs) fires a DC. Jalen Hurts says people need to be committed. Devontae Smith says we're not playing well. Those are all things that have happened in the last month. So, like, I think Philly right now is super vulnerable. And – I think that if, if in the first round of the playoffs the Rams were to play the Eagles, I like the Rams. I think if Philly ended up losing the division to Dallas and they had to go to Tampa, I would like your guy Baker Mayfield and that Bucs team. I think this Philly team is ripe for the picking, and their, their own players and coaches have been telling us that for a month and a half
2: now. Okay. So I, I said this earlier. Just... I said this earlier. If you were a scout – and the head of scouting says, I want you to go out. You're a pre-scout. And watch. You'd never seen him. This Brock Purdy guy, they're saying's MVP and Lamar Jackson guy. And come back and give me a report. Your report would be, yeah, the Purdy guy may have been a fill-in. I don't see it. And the Lamar Jackson thing would have been a, yeah, I think he's running at half speed. And he's still faster than all the Boses and all the Fred Warners. And I've never quite seen anything quite like him. Can we at least acknowledge – when you watch Lamar on a field with other great athletes, it doesn't it you know what it looks like? A Division One football player in high school playing with other non-division one players. And Brock Purdy looks like a guy. Yeah. Right? That's what you saw,
4: right? Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think you'd have to be a pre scout or a scout. <laughs> I think you actually wouldn't even have to know the rules of football. I think it could be your first time ever experiencing the sport. (laughs) And we're like, hey, the guys, I don't even need to tell you the position, but the guy who gets the ball on every play, give me your read on (laughs) each of them, and then I'm going to tell you something you won't believe, which is that the people who are paid to talk about the sport for four months have sworn one guy is the league's most valuable player, and it's not the guy you're thinking. I mean, this is listen, Lamar was sensational. Lamar's been better than his numbers suggest this season. And there is all of a sudden a very sneaky pressure on Baltimore to make the Super Bowl because the Chiefs look ripe for the picking. Miami does have issues with good teams. Baltimore's going to have the one seed, and Lamar's playing out of his mind. So all of a sudden, if Lamar and the Ravens fall flat in the postseason again, it's almost worse than if he didn't play so well this year. But the story out of last night is the Niners, and it is their quarterback. And it is baffling to me that otherwise smart people – saw Brock Purdy, and instead of seeing what I see, which is the weak link on the team, they saw the league's most valuable player. Of the 15 Niners that matter, if they don't win, it will be because Brock Purdy is the reason why. Everyone else in the MVP discussion, including his own teammate, when we talk about them, we're like, he will—he is the reason that team is great, or one of the bus drivers, to use the Barkley term. With Purdy, and this is why I was not moved, every time the Niners got up 14-0 and then Purdy had a 140 passer rating with 300 yards, everyone would come to him and be like, oh, you ready to admit it? Has he shown you enough? And my answer was always, no, that's not my concern. My concern is not, can he look great when things are going great? My concern with him is two things. One is, if any of the Avengers are out, Trent Williams, C-Mac, Debo, I right, any right. of them. If any of them are out, will he melt? And... If all of a sudden the Kyle Shanahan game script gets off course yeah. and we need you to make some plays, can you? And I would, one last thing, Colin, I would encourage anyone who claims, oh, Shanahan trusts him, Shanahan loves him. Watch the pass plays they called down 21 to Baltimore. Not a lot of deep downfield routes, a lot of screens, a lot of dump-offs. Not exactly the game plan you do if you really trust your quarterback. But, I mean, I feel like everybody knows it. And folks were just pretending
2: to think Brock Purdy should be the NFL's most valuable player. So we're watching the stitching come loose on the Chiefs, arguments on the sideline, altercations. Could I not argue this version of them has become a little like Buffalo in previous years? Hey, Josh Allen, save us. It's a bad receiving group. Travis Kelsey's limping in virtually every game. I don't think, as Greg Cosell said, he trusts his tackles. They're a little beat up on defense. It's One of the great things about this Chiefs dynasty is as great as Michael Jordan was for the Bulls. He only needed him to be crazy three times a game. Mahomes only had to go sidearm and make a big play three to four times a game. But the components around him were excellent. This feels a little like the Buffalo team you've rolled your eyes at where Mahomes is being asked on the fly to solve all the issues, and he can't. It's just not that good enough. There's spots on this team on offense that aren't very good. Is that fair?
4: no, the last part's definitely fair and saying, listen, we I've to keep the Buffalo comp going, people have often said Josh Allen is the modern day Brett Favre. And I've said yes, absolutely. As you know, if you remove from Favre the league MVPs, the championships, and the Super Bowl appearances, they're just alike. Except for the fact that's what made Favre Favre. Yeah, the Chiefs are like the Bills. If the Bills had a pedigree of winning with this coach quarterback, but the Chiefs, of course, have that and the Bills do not. So that is the reason that I if there is if there is any reason to believe the Chiefs can pull out of this, it is because Mahomes, Reed, and Kelsey have been there before. Now they look disorganized on offense. They look uninspired on offense. They they are absolutely having a hard time just getting plays in. Yeah. They have all the benchmarks of a team that is going to have a very short playoff life. We heard Tony Romo say repeatedly, for the first time in the Mahomes era, the Chiefs are going to have to go on the road in the postseason. Yeah. I think some people might have heard that and been like, no, they're not. Because in order to go on the road, they're going to have to win a postseason game. <laughs> and the team that showed up yesterday yeah. doesn't look like a team that will win a postseason game. The reason I think it would be insane to write them off is in the midst of all of this, they have had now for six, 15 weeks, a top four defense in football. And you do think that at some point, Mahomes will be able to put the cape on like he did in the Patriot game and at other times. But, yes, the Chiefs' path right now is very simple. The defense keep it up and Mahomes be the best player in the world by a mile, that is a big ask. And right now, no one on the Chiefs offense is up to it. I
2: said this earlier, finally with the Cowboys, that Jerry's a great salesman. He may not have a good BS radar because Mike McCarthy said when he got the job is, I watched all your plays. And then he later admitted I didn't. And then he said I lied about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then before the season, uh, we're moving off Kellen Moore. We're going to be a physical run team. No, you're not. You go on the road, you're just Dak Reliant is that McCarthy just wanted Kellen Moore. He wanted him out of the building. That's what he he saw him as a threat. I watched Dallas. They're totally Dak reliant, which when you don't have a number one running back and you go on the road against teams that can score, you lose a lot of those games. By the way, that that explains Philadelphia, the Rams, Detroit, Tampa, those kind of teams that you have to get into a, a shootout. Well, they don't run the ball they're totally reliant. it was just a it was a comment by mike mccarthy to keep a job retain power and i I, i'm a sucker i got reeled in i bit the bait and it's like they're just the cowboys again
4: I mean, I think that they are better than the Cowboys teams in recent years. I think that, you know, if, and I know this is how football works, but if they don't fumble on a full back yes. handoff yes. on the opening drive of the game, I think they win. Yeah, And we're sitting here saying they're fine. Here's what I will say. And this is partially my take and partially Nora Princiati of the ringer first mentioned this, and I haven't been able to get the idea out of my head. Um, uh, The best thing for the Cowboys, obviously, is to reach the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years, right? We are nearly 30 years. We all agree that's what their goal is. Here's my question, Colin. Is the second best thing for them to go on the road to Tampa in week one of the playoffs as a wild card team and lose? and have and have Jerry Jones say you know what yeah. 3 straight 12 win seasons yeah. 3 straight disappointing playoff performances something's got to change and here is the, here's where the Nora Princiati part comes in uh if Mike McCarthy were to get fired do the Dallas Cowboys become the number 1 landing spot for Bill Belichick is that, is that a marriage that you could see actually <laughs> happening? Bill going for the Shula's record. Jerry recognizing this is a short-term thing like it was with Jimmy. Bill knowing he has the quarterback. All of those things. Like is that and Jerry wanting to spend the money the way maybe the Chargers wouldn't. Is that at least on the board of possibilities? Yeah. Is Bill Belichick head coach of the Dallas Cowboys one of them?
2: Yes. Yeah, I think that's – I don't think he wants to go all west, uh, and I I still don't think the Chargers would go all in on Bill running everything. That's interesting to me, and I do buy it.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think their Cowboys' goal: win the Super Bowl. Goal number two, if you don't get goal number one, have such an embarrassing playoff defeat that you fire McCarthy. These seem to be di- the worst thing for them is like win round one and lose to the Niners in round two by a field goal and just run it all back again. That that's the worst case scenario for them.
2: By the way, a Nick Wright who's on TV more than Susan Lucci in the 90s. He's got more commercials. It's, uh, and you look great, I by the way. I knew you were going to say this. I mean, honestly, this. I can't. I, I knew can't. you were going to say You're this. You're like Ryan Seacrest. I, I can't get you I, out of okay. my life. It's, this uh, guy, for
4: four <laughs> years, I had to watch Colin Cowherd walk into a dry cleaner and be like, here's the thing about quarterbacks. They get <laughs> the ball at nine. And I was just happy for you. I watched that thing in my sleep. I'm just happy for you. I get my first ever commercial for two weeks. And that was good timing with the Christmas games and stuff. Just be happy for me. That's all.
2: All right. right. You know, kind of. Little resentful, but little tiny, small. I get it. I get it. (laughs) I'll see you later. Little petty. Uh, (laughs) Funny, funny commercial. By the way, Uh, all right, we got a lot of stuff here. It it is interesting that that you know. I mean, NFL is a powerful business, and I'm watching the Cowboys, and and they don't fumble. And and I mean, I I really do. When I do a hurt hierarchy, it's not standings. Neutral field, Dallas. They win the game. I think if they played again, they'd win. But I will say. Bradley Chubb looked like LT without Tyron Smith at left tackle. Like Dallas is not the same team. Tyron Smith and Trent Williams in the last 10 years, best left tackles. That's arguably the second most important position in, in football. If you miss your quarterback for a game, you're like, oh, we're not the same team. If you're missing a great left, ta- Niners don't win when Trent Williams is hurt. The Cowboys don't play well when uh, 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 Tyron Smith is out. It's just Baltimore's not the same usually when Ronnie Stanley's out. Like it's a, it's the most important position outside of quarterback. It's worth a point. Uh, and I thought, I thought the minute he didn't play, I'm like, all right, here we go, here we go. Not going to be the same. We got hardball news.
3: Big splashy headlines. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio FS1 and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H E R D.
0: 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
3: if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals
2: Little Celtics Lakers stuff. Harbaugh news is out there. Let's not waste any time. J Mac with the news. No,
3: no,
6: no, no. Turn on the news.
3: This is the Herdline News.
6: All right, let's go back to that uh, Raiders win over San Francisco. They were big underdogs in that one. Six and a half was the closing line. Remember, it was five and a half. We gave it out on this show. Uh, Lamar Jackson was very good. He was the best quarterback on the field. Nearly 300 yards and two touchdowns, which has now vaulted him ahead of Brock Purdy in the MVP race. Um, It's temporary. But Lamar is staying focused on finishing the season strong.
5: All right. We got the dub. You know, I really don't care about the performers. I just wanted to win. That's what happened tonight. You know, um, on Christmas, that was my gift. We know what it was, 2019, you know, we was playing against guys like this, winning games, winning winning regular season games. And when the time came, we didn't finish the season. So we just going to keep taking it a day at a time, you know, practice at a time and a game at a time. That's all I'm focused on right now.
2: Did not care about any of the awards, only cared about winning a game.
6: How do you not love that guy? Very good. Uh, it's weird. I was just looking at the stats for quarterbacks oh, this boy. year. Stats. Um, oh, yeah. let, me, let me hear the stats. Uh, no, no. Lamar's been, he's been good. never yeah, average a top triple, five, double. We should give him the MVP. Top five in a couple categories. The, uh, mm, okay. Fringe top ten in how, others. How quarterback about, rating, QBR. How, how about the he, wins
2: thing? Good. How about the wins thing? How about that stat? No,
6: wins is a quarterback stat? Or no, is that no, a team no, stat?
2: No, the analytic nerds will tell you it's not. I, I like my quarterbacks that win.
6: You like winners. Okay. Interesting. Like um, winners. Listen, Lamar was good. I didn't think he was the story of the game last night. Uh, I thought the Baltimore Ravens defense was very good. Holding a San Fran offense that's been dominant all no, season. No,
2: no, no. It was, it was actually. And they're, and they're, I got to tell you something. When they, you talk about physical, when when a team out physicals the you know,
6: Niners and it was obvious early,
2: you're like, whoa, 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 well, what are we watching here?
6: Well, we don't see San Francisco not have success. Like, they move the football on everybody. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan doesn't lose a lot of chess matches. He got body bag last night. Like yeah, it worked. Ravens had everything. The one interesting thing I will say, Colin, about this, this San Francisco team, they've now seen Lamar. They know the speed. They That's get true. It. So that, for the rematch in the Super Bowl, and I think we're both in line. This will probably be the Super Bowl. I would say no. I, I when I was watching
2: this, my takeaway is Baltimore. Don't rub it in too harshly because you're probably going to face them,
6: you know, February 11th or whatever the day is. Yeah. Um. I. I. Kind of. Listen. You never want to overreact, but. The 49ers' offensive line was really, like, aggressively beat up last night. They three guys left injured, including yeah. Trent. Yeah. They were they had like no other reserves. Like with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Well, when nope. you're
2: paying, and that's the thing with ball with, with 49ers, they're paying a lot of those stars a lot of money. You Fred Warner's making it, and Kittle's making it, and Trent's making it, and Christian's making it, and it's like, you know, you're very few Brandon Ayuk's on that roster who's good, and you're not paying, so there you have depth issues. They're very, very top heavy. It's like the Rams that won the Super Bowl. You know, the, the next year you're like, we got to move off people.
6: So the good news is you're not paying Brock Purdy, but they're they, they got a lot of mouths to feed there. And uh, the linebackers as good as they are. They could not handle Lamar in space. That's a game you miss Mufunga, uh, the safety, the guy who's great everywhere and player. super fast. Uh, tough one for Sam They're still the best team in the NFC by a mile. Anyways, how about the second best team in the NFC, the Cowboys? Oh, yeah, I forgot about your Eagles. Um, anyways, Cowboys lost their fourth road game against a winning team this season. Fifth overall loss. Oh, close. 22-20, great game. Dak was phenomenal on the final drive, making all the plays. He was everywhere. Um, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you like him, though,
2: to be a little more... Willing to run the ball. Like if, if I face Miami, my takeaway is the way to beat Miami is get first downs, run the ball, play keep away. You don't want to get into track meets with Miami, and they didn't. They kept it low. But it's like I at the trade deadline I said, go get Derrick Henry, add another element to win beyond Dak and C. D. Lamb.
6: They don't it's, run the They don't funny. run the ball with any Pollard with was, any
2: consistency or passion.
6: Pollard was so good last year. As the number two is like the that, off-speed that, pitch. That's what he is. Now he's the number one, and it's like, oh, wait. He's wait. a two. Can I get some more Rico Dowdell in there, anyways? Uh, Mike McCarthy is not concerned about Dallas's road wars.
5: I think the resilience, the battle, uh, the grit uh, that you're looking for. Uh, you know, I think our, you know, I, I think we clearly have that. Uh, um, I, I think just the the mode of the the
4: week. Um, you know, the pregame, the halftime. You know. Um, the team had
5: a had had a, had a good look, but you know we need to be better. I mean, we we got to play better than than we did today, because you know you, you have to play above it on the road, and um, you know road warriors
6: we will be. Those numbers it, aren't great. Let's be real though. Ain't nobody to be afraid of in the NFC except San Fran. You're not. They're not afraid of. Uh, Philadelphia. you you. Uh, you want to go to Philadelphia again? I don't think Dallas is worried about that. You want to go quarter by quarter. Dallas has outplayed them. I think it was like 5-2-1 or 4-2-1. For our TV
2: audience, sorry radio. Uh, by the way, get the Bears, Saints, Packers, Falcons, Vikings out of here. <laughs> Those aren't playoff teams. I will say this. Um, you know, it's funny. In a league of parody... You know, when people say you you really like Philadelphia, they're gonna finish thirteen and four. They could still be the number one seed. So just keep uh, your uh, eye. Unlikely. Let, let's be real. Well, oh, they can't beat Arizona and the Giants. They the next barely two weeks? beat the Giants, but sure they can't. Is San Francisco slip it up? I d I don't know what I you know what I like about those playoff teams though? San Francisco here's what I 13 13 like about the NFC playoff teams. San Francisco, Philly, Detroit, Tampa, Dallas, LA, Seattle. Those teams could all win a playoff game. If Green Bay, Atlanta, Minnesota get in, they're getting doused. Those that those feel like true playoff teams. I mean, when you watch Seattle, there is a little Pete Carroll magic. They're they pulling out games they get outplayed. I mean, Tennessee controlled the game and Seattle wins it. So uh, the one thing I like about this, even Tampa at
6: home, I would We, get the, we I, get the good quarterbacks, right? We get Stafford. No. We get Dak. We're, yeah, I mean, Seattle, outside they got of outside players. of San Francisco, you get elite quarterback. Play. Maybe we if one of the Vegas guys <laughs> watching can give us a line here. If you had to guess, Dallas at Tampa Wild Card Weekend. Dallas would be favored by three and a half to four. I I think you're probably right. I would I would bet Dallas there. Yeah.
2: I think if it good. was the magic number four, I would take All Dallas. Right. But Tampa is your classic average average heavyweight fighter that's got a punch. They could they can go over the top on you. Cow, Cowboys
6: handle it. Uh, uh Let's get to the next story. Oh, final story. Yes, yes. Here we go. Phoenix Suns call. woo hoo They got smoked last night by my guy, Luka Doncic. I'll say it again. I've been saying it for years. The best player in the NBA. Dropped 50 points. Oh, boy. 15 assists. And, and he basically owns Dallas. He is uh, Dallas owns Phoenix in the playoffs in the regular season. Luka's totally dominating. Now, here's where it gets interesting. According to Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, did you see that report? Interesting. Kevin Durant is frustrated with the team's underwhelming supporting cast. Bradley Beal's never healthy. There's a lot at stake for this org. It's got to change soon. Now,
2: yeah, I Wo- think Woj-, Dallas- Woj also brings up the point. They gave up draft capital to get these three stars together. So, what do you do with the trade deadline? You're not getting much bench support. You don't have draft capital. And a lot of this is just... It's been surprising. But I didn't know Bradley Beale was this banged up.
6: It's I thought Bradley Beal would give me 60 games. He's never available. I don't think he's going to get the 50 games. Uh, they can't really do much. Do you see Devin Booker kind of losing control last night against Grant Williams? This Phoenix team is frustrating. I... I-, I- Sadly, I picked them to go to the finals. That was dumb. Um, well, it's early. I, they're like playing material right now. They're a long way to go. But, Colin, they're like a ter- Duran out for two weeks. Like, oh, geez. If that happens, Duran or Booker out for two weeks, they're in some major trouble. And um,
2: I'd rather have Phoenix's issues than the Lakers, which is were to LeBron dependent in the fourth quarter. At least if Beal is healthy, I got Booker, yeah. Durant, Beal who can take over a game late. Lakers are like, if LeBron's not hitting it, who do you trust? AD, a- AD, for sure. Um, On the a- defensive end, I trust a- him. It's
6: the holiday season, so All we're right. being positive and nice. All right. um, I'll say it quiet. I don't want to anger any of the fanboys, but boy, <laughs> Dallas is playing great without Kyrie Irving. <laughs> they they really look awesome. Luca. Really, really good. Kyrie on the bench rooting for firm.
2: Yeah. Dude. Point made.
6: Let's just slide that in quietly.
2: N- noted. J Mack with the
3: news. Well, that's the news.
4: And thanks for stopping by.
3: The Herd Lie News. Did you
2: know Discover wants everybody to feel special, especially at this time of the year? That's why with your Discover card, you get access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
6: podcasts. Tomorrow, we've got a great college bowl game on tap as the 15th-ranked Louisville Cardinals look to cap off a stellar season when they take on the USC Trojans. The TV Holiday Bowl tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern on Fox.
2: You know what makes the NFL great? Three games this weekend that you thought would be duds. Buffalo at the Chargers ended up being great. Raiders, Kansas City, thought would be a dud. Great. Giants, Philadelphia, think it's going to be a blowout. Great. The other thing that jumped out to me this weekend, think about in the last 12 years, the two biggest stories in New York sports that have literally, my wife knows who Tommy DeVito is. And my wife doesn't like sports. The two biggest sports stories, think about this, J-Mac, in the last 12 years in New York have been Lynn Sanity and Tommy DeVito. That's the state of New York sports. Cute little boutiquey stories that nobody really takes seriously as a championship level. That's how bad New York sports are. That my wife couldn't name a Yankee, or a Met, or a Nick, She knew Tommy DeVito. Like, Lynn Sanity, Tommy DeVito, like, th- th- crazy. Come on, what are we talking about here? Atlanta's looking at World Series titles, and Kansas City's winning titles, and Los Angeles winning titles, and the Bay Area winning titles, and Philadelphia getting the Super Bowls. Lynn Sanity and Tommy DeVito, big stories. And I was watching Tyrod Taylor yesterday, and I'm thinking... Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's better than Tommy DeVito, right? Like, we all know that. He's not as cool a story. He's a better player. So here's a headline. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh weighing a $125 million contract extension offer that carries no NFL clause. You can't go there, Jim. Very dramatic headline. Here's what it is. It's a one-year, hey, can't go to the NFL for the next 9, 12 months. Followed by, it's a big college football head coaching contract. That's all it is. The headline's much more dramatic. Michigan's in flux because of the NCAA looming baggage. And they also have 18, 19 players that may go to the NFL. So uh, Michigan's very realistically saying, hey, for a year, we just need stability in the program. After that, be on your way if you want to leave. It's a very fair contract by Michigan. Harbaugh is pushing back for one reason. The Chargers job. That's it. That's the only great job out there. Don't tell me Chicago's a great job. Ownership, front office, no, it's not. Chicago's never been a great job. It looks like, it's like, you'll see this all the time. If, I have, if I've had to hear this a thousand times, boy, Arizona State football, Rutgers football, those are sleeping giants. No, they're not. Bears isn't a great job. Uh, also, Vegas, Carolina, Washington, rich owners. In two of the cases are those great jobs the Chargers is a great job because of Justin Herbert they have a left tackle and it's the LA market there's money here great stadium drives revenue but that's that's why Jim Harbaugh is pushing back otherwise I think Jim Harbaugh would sign the contract because I think Jim Harbaugh is going to stay at Michigan most likely but I do think the Chargers have a reputation fair or not they've been cheap and the Chargers don't like that reputation and so Belichick and Jim Harbaugh are front and center in their pursuit. Uh, they're building a new facility in El Segundo up here in Los Angeles. Uh, they spent money on Bosa and Justin Herbert. So the Chargers get very sensitive about, hey, everybody says we're cheap. We're spending money on players. We're changing everything. Uh, and so they're going to go after Belichick and Harbaugh. I would take Harbaugh over Belichick because I think he's much better at drafting and developing. And because Harb, I mean, let's be honest about Belichick's last 10 drafts. Offensively, they stink. Harbaugh, with all this college acumen, all this college recruiting, those first two or three years, just like he did uh, uh, with the Niners, like Pete Carroll did with the Seahawks when you come out of college, Jimmy Johnson with Dallas, you have a real advantage over all the other NFL coaches in in, in college personnel for two or three years. Uh, And then, then, then you go back to being an NFL coach with some limitations. But I think uh, I would hire Harbaugh tomorrow. I think the Chargers in a very distracted market in Los Angeles and with the Chargers reputation, fair or not, that they don't, you know, their staff's not as big as the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Rams or whatever. Uh, bottom line is they want to let everybody know we're going to spend some money. So they're going to go after Harbaugh. If Harbaugh says no, they go after Belichick. My take is, is he handling personnel? Because if so, that doesn't sound nearly as good as it does in the headline. Belichick to the Chargers. So there, there we are. Um, and I'll say this about Michigan. I can't figure it out. I have never seen a college program over three months deal with this level of distraction and controversy and win all the games. I do worry that it's going to eventually catch up to them against the team that went unbeaten in the SEC. A much improved Alabama team. A lot of the wise guys like Alabama. And my whole thing is, has Michigan been able to survive all this controversy? I mean, Harbaugh hasn't been on the sideline for six games. They're 6-0. and Have they been able to survive it mostly because outside of Ohio State, the Big Ten is mediocre? And even this year, Ohio State wasn't great. That's my takeaway. I, I've been a Michigan guy all year, but I do look at all this controversy, and now there's rumors, and there's a new contract, and there's the NCAA baggage, and I think, how the heck are they going 6-0 and in these games when he's not on the sideline? And my takeaway is Penn State was overrated. It wasn't a great Ohio State team. The Big Ten will be better next year, adding Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, but it wasn't that great this year. I don't know. There's a lot of people out there. I mean, I can't find anybody that likes Michigan. J-Mac, you're on this stu- You like Michigan? It is hard to find a Michigan backer. No, but don't bad. you worry about at some point, in college, whenever there's distractions around the coach, because the coach is the star in college, not the player. In the NFL, a coach can have distractions, but the, the quarterback, the, the coordinators are real pros. But in college, if the quarterback – is average. You go in national titles. If the coach, the stability, the recruiting, the inertia, at some point,
6: doesn't some of this stuff catch up to Michigan? Not at all. I love when everybody's on one side. I'm on the other. That's that's the best place to be. You know that. Um, I'm sure internally, Harbaugh talked to the team before they left, and he said, "I'm going to be here." Or whatever he said to get them focused on the game. I, I don't have any concerns about that. My only concern really is is the McCarthy situation. Is he going to be able to get it done? Last year JJ McCarthy. Yeah, against TCU, the two pick sixes in an otherwise great game for him. You can't do that against Bama or it's a game over, you know? So you like you like Texas, Michigan? I'm on Texas and Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you flipping? Are you going Bama here? I don't know. Well, by the way, when are these games? Is it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? A few days down the road. few yeah, days. I, I, there's, the, the bowl season is just well, listen, a total... The cluster. NBA
2: for years and years, the NFL stayed off Christmas, and the NBA had their day in the sun. The NFL said, nah, we're not going to play that. The NFL shrinks everything. NBA games on Christmas Day, I watched half of the Celtics-Lakers, but it's like Bucks knicks It's amazing what the NFL yeah. does.
6: New well, Year's Day used to be bowl games wall-to-wall, and now it's like... I don't know if you know when they are.
2: I don't know who I like yet. I got time. I'm not the coach. I'm not doing the game plan. (laughs) I got time. I'm just betting them. Hour three next.